0: Now here is the top news stories of the day with Larry Hardesty.
1: It's Mets, it's Mets, it's Mets. The offense loving Fenway Park after a couple of games, my friend. They scored five runs in their weekend series against Atlanta. Already 15 runs in two games, including J.D. Davis going yard in the fifth. He banged that two-run home off the pesky pole and left-hander David Peterson. Five and two-thirds innings to win his major league debut. Mets win 8-3 over Boston. Sweep the two-game series up at Fenway. Send the Sox to their fourth consecutive loss. Now, they come to City Field for a pair. Peterson was great. Two runs on seven hits and two walks, striking out three. On the day he was called up from the team's alternate training site, he allowed a hard hit ball off the Green Monster to lead off batter Jose Peraza, but Peraza was thrown out trying to stretch it into a double. Off the field, Mets catcher Bruce Maxwell, who became the first Major League player to kneel during the playing of the National Anthem in 2017 while a member of the Oakland A's. His deal is contingent upon him passing a physical and coronavirus in take testing. Sticking with MLB, they announced Miami's next six games starting with tonight's home game against the Baltimore Orioles have been postponed. Rob Manfred was on the MLB network and was asked would a bubble been more feasible? I think
2: the decision that we made with respect to the bubble was the right one. We're different than other sports. We would have had to have multiple locations probably just in order to have enough facilities to make it work. The numbers of people involved and the numbers of people to support the number of players was much much larger in our our sport. The duration would have been much longer and the longer you go the more people you have the less likely it is that you can make the bubble work. You know, I I think the end NBA and the NHL, I'm having an advantage, smaller numbers of players, shorter period of time. And I understand why they did what they did. I'm just not sure it was workable for us.
1: Commissioner, are you confident in your protocol?
2: We talked about the situation. I think most of the owners realize that we built protocols anticipating that we would have positive tests at some point during the season that the protocols were built in order to allow us to continue to play through those positives and i think there was support for the notion that we believe that the protocols are adequate to keep our players safe
1: buster only was on golic and wingo this morning here on 98 espn and he totally disagrees with the commissioner
0: when you to people at the team level, they talk about more uh, concerns and, you know, ha- having the, the protocol referred to as Swiss cheese is what I hear. And uh, the fact that there doesn't seem to be uniformity, there seems to be a, a lack of, um, you know, complete understanding about what needs to take place. That's clearly what happened with the Marlins in terms of the timing, uh, in terms of the conversations within the team. Uh, and, and it does feel like that, you know, in, in some respects, some of these groups are calling audibles
1: so buster as you speak to folks around major league baseball what do they think needs to happen to give this protocol more teeth
0: i hear at the team level uh, that they feel like the idea of testing other every other day it leaves too, too many big holes. They feel like that that needs to go from every other day to every day. And there does need to be uh, a, a, an overriding administration uh, of what happens when these positive tests happens, where somebody who's not in a team group is telling them this is what's going to happen. You know, give us the information. This is exactly what's going to happen and not uh, leave it uh, for confusion within the team group.
1: So the Orioles, who have been scheduled to host the Marlins tomorrow and Thursday in Baltimore, will instead play the Yankees at Camden Yards. Yankees have been scheduled Monday and Tuesday to play in Philadelphia and share the same visitors clubhouse the Marlins last exited, but both of those games were postponed. No Phillies players, as Tyrone Johnson mentioned, have tested positive for the coronavirus despite playing the Marlins in Philadelphia and seeing 17 members of their traveling party test positive, according to ESPN. Now, Aaron Boone spoke to the media today, and he says, you know what? I'm confident the team will stay within Major League Baseball protocol.
3: First of all, I feel like we have a group that we're fortunate that are very focused. And, uh, you know, when when these plans came down, you know, almost immediately when I was informed about the possibility of Baltimore, you know, I know Cash had spoke with, with Zach Britton and the players right away got together and we're kind of let's go to Baltimore and so I feel like from a focus standpoint we're in a good spot we'll be ready we're going to go try and get a workout in tonight uh, at Camden Yards when we get in start putting our best foot forward again tomorrow and kind of look forward to that opportunity to get back out on the field.
1: Skipper how do you keep your team focused?
3: one of the conversations we we had going into this that we always try to be prepared for adversity. We know adversity is coming our way. And 2020 is unlike anything we've all experienced. And we know going into this, we're going to have to prepare for some uncomfortable situations, some difficult times, some difficult days, you know, from a baseball standpoint, from a virus standpoint, from travel, from inconveniences. And uh, I do feel like we are uniquely equipped to handle that. And again, and I think it's one of those things that's going to be critical if you're going to have success on the baseball field this year is you're going to have to be able to deal with you know the, the curveballs that can likely come on a daily and weekly basis.
1: Garrett Cole, by the way, will start for the Yankees tomorrow at Camden Yards. In the NFL, Jamal Adams may have believed Adam Gase was not the right coach for the Jets, but the team's quarterback disagrees. Sam Darnold spoke to the media today as players reported to training camp, and he backed the coach who came under fire last week from Adams, quoting Sam. He's the right leader for this team for sure, Darnell said on the Zoom call. I think for me personally, he's helped me grow a ton as a quarterback in learning this offense. Well, the Jet coach also spoke with the media, and he was asked about Jamal Adams' comments.
4: We want guys that want to be here, and obviously, you know, he didn't want to be here anymore. So the decision was made to move on, and that's what it's – a, it's, a, it's a team game, you know. I mean, we we got a bunch of guys that are excited to get going, and those are the guys that I'm going to focus on. And I'm, I'm extremely fired up to, to get this, this roster that, you know, Jody and, and our personnel guys did a great job of assembling this offseason. And, you know, from the conversations that I've had with a lot of guys, they're extremely
3: excited to get this thing rolling.
1: By the way, according to our Rich Samini, when it was reported last week that the Jets' owner, U.S. Ambassador Woody Johnson, allegedly made racist and sexist comments, his younger brother, CEO Christopher Johnson, called almost every player on the roster... To allay their concerns he explained quote what the johnson family stands for end of quote this is per adam Gase. he added quoting i believe exactly what he says i've been very impressed by how he's gone about this switching to the nba agent wolgenorowski joined golic wingo this morning with news for nick fans who are concerned about the team searching for high priced talent instead of building through the draft with now tom thibodeau as your head coach the knicks have a long
5: way to go to replenish and develop their talent base they have draft picks Uh, from the Chris Epps Porzingis trade, additional picks that they have. But I think for Tom Thibodeau, before we can talk about big free agents, I I think you're gonna need to see him start to to build an infrastructure. And that's just something the Knicks haven't been able to do. And Tom Thibodeau is a program uh, builder. And I think uh, in terms of uh, creating an environment where players can get better and he can maximize the players he has, Uh, you know listen the president coach role in minnesota uh did not work largely because you know jimmy butler wanted out and once jimmy butler wanted that trade i think the the things fell apart for them there but i think in new york where he's sharing those front off he's sharing i think the player personnel responsibilities with management might be a better structure for tom thibodeau and uh but they've got a long way to go i think before we talk about star free agents wanting to sign with the Knicks. I think there's just a lot of infrastructure work that's going to have to be done first.
1: Non-star free agents who are past their prime also. Former Knicks coach, current ESPN NBA analyst Jeff Van Gundy joined the Michael Kay show this afternoon and was asked why the Knicks didn't chat with him about the head coaching job.
5: Jeff Van Gundy, I'm an unabashed fan of yours, and I like the hiring of Thibodeau, but I do not understand how the Knicks did not interview Jeff Van Gundy. Did they ever want to talk to you? No, they
4: never reached out to me. Isn't
5: that a little odd?
4: Michael, I really don't know anything about that. I think it's well-documented, my experiences with the Knicks as far as my love for the Knicks because of the opportunities they gave me. And I was fortunate enough to share in those opportunities with elite coaches like tom tom knows what it's like in new york he has experience with it and he also knows what the new york fan expects on a nightly basis and i think what tom's going to do early on is give them what they always appreciate which is hard playing unselfish team basketball
1: what makes tibetal such a good coach he's a tremendous
4: teacher And I think the brilliance in his teaching draws immediate respect. And a respect, what you have to do, you you have to be competent, very competent in what you're doing so that players believe you can take them places that they couldn't have gotten there by themselves, individually and as a team. So I think he's a brilliant teacher. He studies strengths and weaknesses of his team, puts players in position to succeed, hide their weaknesses. And then when it comes to planning for other teams, he knows personnel exceptionally well and he knows schemes to try to make to take the best players out of their comfort zone. So he's a very well-rounded coach.
1: That's top stories. Thank you, JP and Kyrie. What do you think? Do you agree with Van Gundy about Thibodeau? Is he that kind of coach that elevates players' game better? Does he make players better? Do they have confidence that he's the guy that can take them to where they need to go? And what's the conversation like? Because you and I both know that players talk to players who worked under Tom Thibodeau. What's that conversation like? Can he be the guy that makes a difference?